Radio. The Gospel reading this weekend made me think of something which we priests read in the Office of Readings on Holy Saturday. It comes from an ancient author, that's all it says in our prayer book. And it depicts Jesus after having died on the cross, descending into the dead, what we say in the creed is hell, going into the realm of the dead and going to Adam and Eve who are imprisoned there since the original sin, since the fall and setting them free. And Jesus says to Adam, he grabs him by the hand and says to him, awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead and Christ will give you light. And in the gospel, we have Jesus taking the hand of this little girl and saying, Talitha kum, a girl who he says has fallen asleep. Little girl, I tell you to get up. And we hear that she is awakened. But it's clear from the gospel that the girl isn't really asleep, she's dead. You know, there's the commotion, there's the wailing. And when Jesus resuscitates her, they're overcome. They're overcome with astonishment because he has raised up someone from the dead. And I think God is telling us something just in that detail, that for God, for Jesus, the death that is most problematic, most of concern is not the death that comes at the end of our life on earth, not the death that we all have to go through in order to meet God, in order to go to heaven, but the death that can take place because of sin, the death that can be what the scriptures call the second death, a death that can separate us from God for eternity if we allow it. So the death of sin is the death that Jesus came to save us from first and foremost. But the problem is that we're afraid of death for one because of original sin there's this terrible fear that surrounds this moment of death there's this foreboding there's a feeling that it's it's an absolute tragedy when really if we live in friendship with Jesus Christ if we live in friendship with God death is something even to be yearned for even to be desired because it means we go into the hands of the one who loves us loves us the one who created us. The problem is actually for many of us that we are metaphorically asleep. We are asleep, blissfully unaware of sin. We live in a time where sin is poo-pooed and said, you know, it's not real. You know, there are no, there's no separation from God. There's certainly no eternal separation from God. But Jesus needs to wake us up. And how often it is, interestingly, that the scriptures and the church's liturgy talk in certain seasons like Advent about staying awake. Stay awake, for you do not know the hour when the Master will come. And how in Lent, at the beginning of Lent on Ash Wednesday, we meditate on death, our mortality. Remember, man, that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Remember, said in a very nice way, that one day you're going to die. That one day 
you're going to have to meet Jesus Christ. So we're in various different types of sleep often that the church wants to wake us up from, that Jesus wants to wake us up from. And I think we can probably identify at least three different sorts of sleep. First, maybe the sleep of sloth. Sloth, one of the deadly sins. How would you describe what sloth is? Well, sloth is the sin of not being bothered, really. It's a sin which is accompanied by a big yawn about the things of God. A sin where we can't be bothered to nourish our spiritual life. We can't be bothered to nourish our relationship with Jesus. And so we grow lukewarm. We grow tepid. We know in that um, book of Revelation that Jesus speaks about spitting those out of his mouth who are lukewarm. He almost prefers us to be either hot or cold to him. But lukewarm is very difficult to deal with. Apathy is extremely difficult to deal with. So we can grow into this sin of sloth. We can cut down our prayer time. We can cut down the things that we do for others, cut down our works of mercy. We can start to prioritise other things above God. And then there's a sleep which we could call a kind of sleep of despair. This is often a sleep where we're kind of trapped in a habit of sin. We're trapped in a certain vice and we've begun to give up hope. We've begun to despair of God's mercy, despair of the possibility that God can actually conquer this sin, this addiction in our life. We feel powerless and we allow, allow ourselves to be overcome. We allow ourselves to fall into temptation and we don't even resist. And the real problem with that is that we lose our faith in God's power to save. The problem is that we think that we can do it ourselves. We think that we can get out of our sinful habits, our vices, and we don't rely on the grace of God. Of course, God wants our cooperation, but he's the one who acts first. He's the one who gives us that ability um, to strengthen our life through growth and virtue and receiving his grace. So that's another type of sleep. And the third one, the sleep of distraction. There is so much noise in our life. Anyone who has an iPhone or an Android phone, which does your email and your calls and you do your calendar and you can plan your meals and you can count your steps and you can do so many things on these things. And they're with you all the time. And they often fill our life with noise. They often um, suck away those quiet moments that we would have between things where we find it hard not to be doing something. And yet what we find is that through all these distractions, we're led into ignoring God. We're led into being deaf to the voice of the Lord and even deaf to his alarms. So I think God gives us certain alarms just to wake us up, just to make us respond. But when we fill our life with noise, we can't be made awake. We just go on and on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. 
Before we know it, the years have rolled by. So we all, from time to time, need God to say to us those words of Jesus in the gospel. Get up, little girl or big girl, little boy or big boy, get up. The world needs us to be awake. The world needs Christians who are alive and on fire with the Holy Spirit. Because the point is that we are pointing to a life which is fulfillment, a life which is everlasting joy, a life which brings us true peace and contentment. And there are so many people who are lacking that peace and contentment today. So let's allow ourselves to be reached by Jesus Christ. Let's allow him to take our hand and to help us up because he has a mission for each one of us, a mission that nobody else can do. Only we can do that mission. And Jesus chooses to rely on each one of us. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.